This episode of The Mom Voice is brought to you by the Wally phone case. Okay, guys, we have found a new phone case that we think you're really going to love. The Wally is a leather case with threaded detail. It has a loop for your finger in the back, but also doubles as a stand when you want to watch a show. It lays completely flat, and the best part is there's a discreet pocket for your credit card or driver's license, so no more losing those things when you have to run into the store. With our code, this case is only $22. It's seriously such a steal for the functionality that you're getting. To purchase your Wally case, head over to wallycases.com forward slash momvoice. That's Wally, W-A-L-L-I, cases.com forward slash momvoice. Shop around for your phone model, pick your case, and then at checkout, enter code momvoice for 15% off. Seriously, go shop right now while you're listening to this episode. We really think you're going to love it. Also, before we kick off the episode, I just want to take a moment and remind you about our Shop the Show feature on our website. If you're a fan of our little podcast here and want to show support, you can shop some of our very favorite finds there, along with episode sponsors and a lot more. We actually just posted a Mother's Day gift guide. So if you're needing a unique gift for mom that we think she'll really love, go check it out. You can even jump over there right now while you're listening to this episode. Just go to themomvoice.com and click shop the show at the top of the page. Okay, now on to the show. Welcome to the Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah with episode 119. Okay, Lauren, I was talking with a friend the other day and she was telling me that she is upgrading their mattress to a king size, Mm. which made me think, wait a minute, how are you not already in a king size mattress? I know. Have you ever slept on anything other than a king? I know you have one right now. No, we were lucky enough to be gifted, actually, a king mattress, like, when we got bo- I was married. Born. When we got born. Uh, when yeah. I was born. Yeah. When we got married. Same. It was like a wedding gift yes. from my grandmother. And, and I yeah. know. I could never not do a king. Oh. But it's funny because um, my sister recently upside up size to a king too and she was like oh I never mind like minded a queen but a king just kind of feels like the adult thing to do oh but then I had to laugh because our parents still sleep in a queen no yeah they do our parents are still in a queen and then she was like oh and my in-laws still sleep in a queen too (gasps) and then I thought my in-laws sleep in a queen no they don't yeah no all of our parents like when we thought about it sleep in queens still and I'm like I don't know if that's like a generational thing I I guess and no and they've never complained about it like it's not enough room but I will say a king is like more than enough room I have always felt like there are like distances between us if we want it to be. And that is like the luxury of it. But then there's also like room for three kids if you need. Oh my gosh. Well, it's weird that there's not like a happy medium. Yeah. Because I totally agree. Like, uh, well, okay. I'm 5'10". My husband's 6'4". Us and a queen can get a little tight. Sure. Like when I'm, when I have my four pillows and I'm trying to move around and everything. Oh, we are like next level, Lauren. I have now graduated to the two twins 
in the king frame because I have the old lady bed. No, actually, it's not the old lady bed. It's like the cool fancy bed. Tell them what, wait, tell them what you have. I have the Tempur-Pedic bed and it's the one that like it goes up and down, you know, whatever. I got it because I had like chronic neck pain. Okay. And I was miserable and somebody, it has fixed it. I don't have pain anymore. Really? But we opted for two twins inside the king frame so I can do what I want and he can do what he wants. That sounds almost strange to people. It oh, is like totally. a king bed, but you yeah. have two lit actual mattresses that can go up and down yeah, for the individual totally. person. And there's so you like sleep a valley together. in between. But there is a line. There is a divide. Yeah, and yeah. does it, can you lay on it comfortably or no? No, not at all. So when sex so time's happening, he's either on my bed or- onto a twin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then in those situations where like my knees falling in the hole, oh, I'm like, get me out of the my hole. Gosh, that is a problem. So you really are snuggling even or whatnot on a twin bed, which is a major down like downgrade there to the it's twin true. back it's to so like true. high school. No, I'm and just it kidding. was literally a conversation factor, like yeah, buying well, the twins. Rightfully it was like, so. Are we gonna maybe is it gonna affect go, our sex instead life? Instead of vertical, maybe you should go horizontal if you get what I'm saying, and like have the crack down in uh, on your back. So then it's like going this way, and it won't be such an issue. Done that before. Uh, you might have to. <laughs> the crack down the middle. The crack down the middle. This conversation. That was so funny. Oh, gosh. But anyways, that was that just is- like funny to me. Mike parents always had a king. So yeah. to me, like you get married, you have a king. Yeah. Well, I, and I think of a king too. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful to have a king and oh, I don't totally. think I could 100%. ever go back. Absolutely not. When we do like a hotel and it's a queen or dare I say a double, oh man, we could be struggling. But I mean, yeah, you know, in, in the perfect world, we would cuddle. But like, as oh. we've all said before, you cuddle until you don't. And but then you're like, honest, roll away. Can, can you fall asleep cuddling? I, I, I cannot. If I am purely exhausted, I kind of can. And then I like roll into my position and I'm like away from him. Oh, I can not. Yeah. He's yeah. like breathing on yeah. me. It's like sexy for a minute but like my neck is cranked wrong like all and then the, the weight things. of his dead arm is oh, on you and then no. you're like getting kind of sweaty and you're like okay move uh, off of me ah, I'm, I need to sleep yes I, it, do you sleep in or out do you roll t- like face him are you on your side or your back oh I'm definitely a side sleeper I'm definitely a side sleeper definitely and I've actually become a tummy sleeper oh yeah weirdly enough don't even know why but oh gosh I move around so much. It's not even funny. You're asking, do I have a certain side? That like, do you I have like, on? yeah, I see. I always face out. Like I, I roll on my side and face away from like him, your butts. Out. Yeah. Or we're like, yeah. Butts to butt. Like yeah, butt to butt. butt, almost. To butt. Yeah. And, but that's almost my standard position. Of course I do move around and stuff, but like, I feel like I for sure always like face outward. I don't know. It's weird. I just roll to my side almost always. And what side of the bed are you on? I know we've talked about this before, but reiterate. And how do we do this? Looking at the bed or be laying on the bed? Um, if you're looking at the bed, standing at the, the foot, foot of the of bed, the bed yeah. I'm on the Look, left side. That's so funny. I'm on the right and side. And you're on the right side. Yeah. And yeah. it is funny how you like permanently are there. Oh, no, I moved. I moved house to house. My Did deci- you? Oh, absolutely. My only oh, I've factor. Always been. No. 
My only factor on what side of the bed the I'm door. sleeping on is I, he is closer to the door, so he gets murdered first. Yes, yes. When yes. the robber comes in, he dies first. He I, dies I would first. agree with that. I would support that. And I need to be gives closer you time, to the toilet. Gives you time to get away. And yeah. go, to the go get the kids. <laughs> I have to go run to the kids. Yes. No, but legit, I will not sleep closer to the door. Interesting. No, I'm terrified of it. Even in a hotel room, I won't do it. He has to be the barrier. I am yeah. in my first house. I was technically closer, closest to the door. Second house, I wasn't, but I was on the same side. And third house, I'm not, but I'm on the same side. Okay. I've always been the same side. While we're talking bed talk, another question just popped in my head. Can your feet be exposed while you're sleeping? No. They Me either. And my husband prefers it that way. Oh, interesting. Is that not bizarre? No, I, I could see it like keeps your body temperature down. Probably you feel like a good balance of temperature, but I just feel like I'm not. I'm exposed. Yeah, I'm, exposed. I'm way too vulnerable in that situation. It, yeah, it feels weird. So weird. Oh, Jeremy's so funny. I know total TMI. He would kill me. Grateful he doesn't listen, but he hates when the sheets are tucked in like on his toes. He wants it like free, like just yes. open laying on top free of Free and open. Yeah. And I don't. I want everything tightly tucked. I want to be in my cocoon. In the cocoon. So yeah. could you sleep with socks on? No, never. No, I couldn't either. I would love to sleep naked. Yeah. I too. love being naked in the bed, yes. but it rarely happens. Yeah. Kids Sadly just come rolling in. Hi, mom. I, I know. know. So I know. sad. Totally true. But there is just something wonderful about being in a clean bed naked. Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Right after the pool on a hot day when oh, you I showered, know. is there anything better that is summer. than taking that 3 that p.m. nap? That is true summer right here. It is. Is when you come in from the pool and, okay, you don't have to be naked, but just like taking, you know, just changing no, out of your swim shower, yes, and wet like, hair, and it's like hot outside and you take yeah. a late nap and watch a show. It's the best. Yeah. Totally. Agreed. Man, you guys, we all need to just take a minute. I know it's been a year now and we've been like living in this like time warp of a cluster that we're in, but like the world is still really weird. Like it, it's still really weird. It is weird. Yeah, it totally I'm is I'm still weird. not used to the masks. I still can't get over well, it. But, you know, hallelujah, my school ends on Monday too. Ah. So, I mean, we're we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel no, with that. we totally are, but it's just bizarre that we're going to go to theme parks here next week and there will be no shows and there will be no characters and it's masks just going to be, be worn the whole masks time will be worn. And I just have to just, everybody just needs to stop and let's not accept this as normality. People, we need well, to go back to normal. You know, what is weird to me is that now things will be, you'll be permitted to certain things and not due to your vaccination and granted like, I get that. Like, you know, if you go to Africa, you're getting the malaria shot and there's like yeah, things yeah, that yeah. I get that. And that's yeah. like been a way of life for so long. Yeah. And, you know, you, you go to kindergarten, you have sh certain shots like it's part of life. I'm not saying it's not. But now it just feels so weird that you have to have the COVID vaccine to do X, Y and Z. Is like, that right? Oh, well, they're going to start. I know that. Well, OK, F like FYI, if you want to go to SeaWorld San Diego, you will have to be vaccinated. Is that true? And they are in talks that that might be the stipulation for out-of-state people at Disneyland. No. Yeah. 
and and at first I was like, me and my sisters were talking. We're like, no, they can't do that. They can't like oh, yeah, they legally can. allow that or whatever. They're and private no, business. it's like, ha- yeah, it's happening yeah. and it's happening places already. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, to go out of state or airplanes or something, it could potentially become that. And not again, I'm not, this is not a debate for vaccines and no, I'm not no, even no, like, no. it's not, yeah. it's just crazy to think like we're in a position that it's like, it's like that movie. Remember the movie I keep going back to contagion. Like you yeah. got to have your vaccine bracelet to enter the, the, at the end of the movie, they have a bracelet to prove that they've been vaccinated. Meaning like you are not going to spread the virus here. You are safe. It's almost feels like that. Like you yeah. are safe. Okay. Oh my gosh. You can do this, but you cannot. Yeah. Like that feels weird. So That's weird. so weird to me. Yeah. But that is like very much what's going to be happening oh more and more here. I have just taken such a breather from the news and it's been so nice. Oh yeah. I've, like, I've been detached from the news for so long oh, as we keep it's saying. It's just so wonderful. I mean, is Biden still president? I don't <laughs> even know. Like, I don't even know who who's the president. Oh yeah. That guy. We honestly, uh, we honestly stay tuned in to like our kids' schools. Yeah, like what's oh, happening in what's our right in world. front of me and that's about it. So okay, funny. on a, another tangent really fast. I have yeah. a question for you what? and then we'll we'll dive in. But um okay. <laughs> oh geez. I'm nervous. What is it meaning to accept all the cookies? Okay. All of a sudden <laughs> in life, every website and every, you know, I not even an app, but like every website you link to. Do you accept the cookies? And I'm like, I accept the cookies, but what the heck are the cookies? Like, and I'm going to ask Sarah, my tech friend, I know I've asked you before, but I'm like, what the actual hell is the cookies? The cookies. Because it's everywhere now. Yeah, it totally is. I just think we kind of skipped that part where they explained what the cookies are. (laughs) They just keep saying, accept them. Accept what, like, Crumble's going to show up at my door if I accept these cookies. Like, what does that even mean? I know. Okay, so the cookies are what's tracking your data. So it's like, I don't, uh, so think of cookies as like, it doesn't really make sense, but breadcrumbs. You know how, like, in the stories, you leave the breadcrumbs to Uh show where you've been and all of that? It's kind of like the cookie crumbs. The internet tracks what you like and what you're looking at. And that's how they learn how to push products to you. So it's like the whole big brother stuff. Like they're spying on you. I don't like to like scare people. My mom and other people I think can get like really overly concerned about things like that. No, I think unless you're like a famous person who they want to spy on. No, they don't care one thing about Lauren Willis. They only care about like seeing the things that you tend to hone in on, like Disney or right, like right. if you go to the Gap website, I might be searching something totally different than you're searching. And so they're going to more promote the Disney stuff to you because they know you like that. They're not going to show it to me because they know I don't search it as much. Things like that. Do you know what I'm so saying? So can you de- decline the cookies? You can, but the site might not operate the way that it does. Interesting. So that is so funny you say that because you're so right. Every single site. So there might be a new law of some sort that they have to like disclose it, that they're doing that. But yeah, that's essentially it's what every it is. single it one is. now. You're so and it's right. like, you have to accept it to like, even yeah. like go further. And I'm like, yeah. this is wild. And they never, I mean, yeah. I think I asked you really early yeah. on, like, what does this yeah. even mean? But now it's just so yeah. frequent and no one has stopped to explain actually what yeah. you're accepting when you push that so button. So you can clear it out. And I would recommend you do it every now and then. Like go onto your computer, go in the settings and clear the browsing history or clear the data. Like it's like clear browsing data, clear browsing history, something like that. 
it won't call it cookies, but that's essentially what it is. And then you can clear your cache and it's spelled C-A-C-H-E, clear your cache. That's like temporary files that are sitting on your computer, your phone, and you don't want those hanging around either. So do that like once a quarter, maybe. How interesting. Yeah. You Good can do that know. on your phone too. Clear hey, it out. people, there you go. Yeah, that's your little tech tip The cookies. The yeah. And but cookies are nice also because yes. cookies are like, they save your password on certain sites. And like, there's certain things that it autofills your stuff sometimes. And it's little data files that sit out there on the websites. Okay. Good yeah. to know. Good to yeah. know. That's hilarious because I, I was on the Madewell site last night and I noticed it. Oh, I went I, to the Sephora site. Oh, I noticed it. Yeah. It's every single thing now. I and wonder I'm just, if something happened on the government level that's making them do that. That's so funny that you bring that up. Interesting. Well, you look super cute today. Oh, I've been living so, in my workout gear. I know. What, what What is this? Tell us, tell us. Well, we've mentioned it time and time again on Instagram. And so we might as well talk I about know. it I know. We have been loving it. There's this local company called Sunita, which we're loving, mm-hmm. you guys. I will say that about Sunita. There are levels of activewear, guys, okay? And you know what I'm talking about. There is like your economical stuff. I don't want to say cheap. It doesn't hold you in as much. Yes. What the am material. I to yeah. The material. I, I agree. And like, then you have like your Lulu quality, which is like an arm and a leg. Oh, I know. The and price. you guys, that's the wonderful thing about Sunita is like it's Lulu quality, but at a super good price. Yeah. It's price and I'm all point in. is perfect. It is. And what I, you're getting. I was just venting to you like how I feel like when I'm working out and every, <laughs> trying to do it every day, it is yeah. so hard to get out of my workout gear and yeah. like and my athletic clothes because you just like get going, the errands get running, you get home, the cleanup. Oh my gosh, the bus is coming. I got to jump in the shower. Blah, blah, blah. You just like never get out of it. Yeah. But Sunita makes it hard to do that because I, I just love the cute little looks and I have so many like cute pullovers now yeah. and just the shorts are comfortable and in the leggings. So it's, it's hard to get out of them I know. And, and I want to get ready for the day, but it may... Sunita makes it so easy to just stay cute and sporty all day. And we just have been loving all of their stuff. I do. I love it a lot. And because we love it so much, we actually reached out to get a discount code for our listeners so you could try it because we really, really do think you're going to love it. And if you're going to the gym or even if you're running errands around the house, you guys, you're going to love these. So what is the code again, Lauren? You have it, don't you? Yes. Mom voice for 15% off your purchase. Awesome. So go check it out. I think you're going to love it. And they do have more everyday wear too. They have like yeah. joggers and shorts and, you know, pullovers and stuff like that. So I think it's like the perfect mom gear too. Yeah, your pullover is darling. I know. I, I do love, love that, that one. I love the colors that they have too. They have like just a lot of really cool, um, you know, yeah. rusty orange and, you know, greens and yeah, I, yeah, a lot of great color tones. Um, don't sleep on it though. I think the code is only good for seven days. Yes. So, so this week, go jump on it. Sanita yeah. Athletics. Um, they're on Instagram. Yeah. They have a website. Check Big them out. following. Yeah, for sure. All right, girlfriend. Well, we actually have good content. Yeah, we actually had a subject and what now we're down to the dwindle of time here. <laughs> oh, but my gosh. yeah, us and our tangents. You got to love it. Um, okay, let's talk. We are talking about the five stages that every relationship goes through and kind of how to survive them. Mm-hmm. And so what does that mean, Lauren? Like, well, we were talking off the mic. We were debating whether these stages were like long periods of time or if these were just kind of like quick stages that we move through very 
frequently throughout yeah, a relationship. Yeah, rep- repeatedly over and over, just, yeah, kind of the yeah. phasing of life. I mean, I had to laugh. It's almost like it follows like the menstrual cycle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of just like when you're ovulating and you're more affectionate and, uh, you yeah. know, you know, even more sexual or whatnot. And then it like phases into your PMS and like a get off me, go away. You're all bugging me, all of that. But no, that was just kind of like one way I interpreted it. But I no, think, totally. I do think, we do see all of these phases continually through yeah. a marriage and a relationship and working on it because we all know marriage takes work and there are your ups and there are downs. So I came across this article because I shared this in one of our previous episodes, but I've just been feeling off hormonally. You guys know that I'm working on it. I actually went to go see a doctor. I don't know. Heaven help me if I'm going through early, early menopause. That's all I have to say. But I've been doing reading about hormones, whatever. This article pops up about, you know, your relationship and how hormones affect your relationship, whatever. This licensed marriage and family therapist, her name's Linda Carroll. She had this article that was just published in like 2020. So it's very recent. And she's talking about these five stages. And she said that she kind of developed these throughout the course of like a 30-year career mm-hmm. meeting and counseling couples. She right. noticed like these phases that were common throughout all of these couples, you know, and different ethnicities, different religions. Like we all kind of have these common things that we go through. And so she described them as the first stage being the merge the second stage being doubt and denial, the third stage being disillusionment, which I cracked up at, the fourth stage being the decision, and then the fifth stage being wholehearted love. So we're going to dive into each of those a little bit, but I just thought that it was super interesting that she points out that, like Lauren said, they're kind of cyclical and we kind of go through them repeatedly. Like she says in the article that a lot of times we can have this envision of what love and a relationship looks like because of the movies and how it's like romanticized that like you have your your meeting, you know, and then you have like your honeymoon phase and it's hot and passionate. And then you do hit the rocky point and you have to kind of come together, make that decision. And then you're blissed out and you're happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Right. But she makes the point that like, it's not really like that in real life because just after that happily ever after is the next hurdle you have to come over. Right. Right. Like you're losing a job or somebody gets sick or like maybe a little thing. I don't know. Like you said, like it could just be some bump in the road that you're having to deal with. He's selfish with his time and you're just really upset and hurt over and over from something. Exactly. You know, Right. It can be even the little choices and obstacles that you guys just need better communication or better understanding. She even refers to the five love languages, which is interesting. I knowing, love the love languages. Knowing each other's language and being able to like communicate that way. So yeah, let's talk about the first one, the merge. And I think we can all remember the merge because oh. no matter what, I mean, even though we may come back into the merge here and there, we can all remember the initial merge of just falling in love with your partner. And this is when you guys know I love my biology. This is when all the chemicals are firing in your brain. You've got the oxytocin, the dopamine, the endorphins. There has been literal work done by scientists that shows there are chemical processes happening when you fall in love. 
And that, yeah, literal. it literally says that you are literally high too. Yeah. You're getting a high off of it. Yeah. And you're, yeah, in love. And that's why it's just so, it, you know, it, it yeah. empowering and magical. And you're just like, oh, just thinking about them constantly. It's an addiction. It, right. It talks about It drives that. you like, to it them. literally, like, you are addicted to them. You want right. to be around them. You think about them I all mean, the time. back to those oh my, days. And it, it's so oh fun. Gosh. It's so fun when you're on cloud nine and uh, you're just, you're literally, you are consumed you by them. You just want to rip their clothes you're off You're consumed the by time. them. Yes. yes. You want, can't wait to get off work the minute you run over to have dinner and hang out all night and you do it all oh. over again the next day or it's just constant. Lauren, you want to be together. Did you ever, okay, this might be TMI to put on the podcast. This is so weird sounding. But did you ever like smell George? Oh yeah. Like does George I still do that occasionally. Like not his cologne, but his like smell. Him. Well, and it's funny. And what that does in my brain. Yes. Like it smell. actually does take you. I would agree with that. Yeah. Like I feel like if I get George's like neck and beard, like right in there, and I smell him. And I do, and it's so funny because, you know, scents like trigger those memories. And it does remind me of like early on in dating years because it's his smell. And it's so distinctly like him Him. and memories to like connecting to him. And it's weird that like 10 years later, I don't get that. I'm not like, we're not just like cuddled up watching a movie anymore. Like life is busy, right? Mm -hmm. Like I feel like in those early merge moments, like there's so much alone time. There's so much one-on-one kissing, make out, like all the good stuff. But like when you're busy and you've got three kids and jobs and baseball and dance and like you don't get the time anymore to like, know. or you don't prioritize it like right. you used to. Right. And so to have that smell when I get it now, it's like, oh, yes, it takes me back. And it says the good thing about the merge, those are kind of the foundation and the memories and the connection that's going to ride you through the hard times. That's coming right next. Yeah. Because those are like the important fundamentals that you do love this person. You do feel so strongly for them. You are passionate about them. You do want to see this through. So as you come into the next stage, that those things are still hopefully somewhere in there. Yeah. It does say that when you're going through the merge stage, absolutely enjoy it to the fullest. And I think most of us are probably kind of beyond that initial merge stage. But dare I say, like, yeah, we go through these phases quite often where you just can't get enough of your husband. Right. Like you said, kind of your monthly cycle. Yeah. There are definitely times. Oh, man. And even in my pregnancies, there were times where I wanted him so much. I can remember. I don't know. It was bizarre. I remember you talking about that. No. And I, yeah, I think there's just different times when you really like depend on them and you just want their company and nobody else's. And, you know, and it does make you happy at the end of the day when they're getting home, because there's other days when you're like stressed out or annoyed, or they ticked you off about something. They're like, but you know, there are those phases when that is just. And so when you're in those phases, the point is soak that up and enjoy that and fill that tank up as much as you can. Right. Because the next thing you're coming to is stage two, which is doubt and denial, which is kind of a bummer that it's such a hard contrast to the merge. (laughs) Such a hard contrast. But it's where you start to kind of take the rose colored glasses off 
Mm -hmm. for lack of better words. And you start to kind of see your partner, not for who they really are, but it's when kind of what used to be cute annoys you. Yes. And they're eating too loud and like all the things, right? Well, and their flaws just show more. Like, I mean, of course, every man, woman, partner has a flaw and you just start to notice those things and it causes some friction or annoyance, like you said. And it just is more apparent where before you, they could do no wrong. Exactly. But no, it kind of starts to settle in. Yeah, exactly. And so this is where your feelings of love, like she said, it can start to kind of morph into alienation or irritation. And I would say, (laughs) it's so funny. Why did you bring up hormones and the cycle? Because I'm literally thinking through my monthly cycle No, Because it's so funny. I think the article like was referring to like your 30 year marriage and like the different years of what you'll hit. But I literally think like we go through this month to month. Like yeah. I literally think we go through this little roller coaster. And then maybe that's why men are so like joke so much about women, because I do feel like we just go in these phases and they do, too. I mean, no, they, they go totally in their moods, do. too. But but it's talking about how when you're feeling this way, like you can start doubting, like maybe we're not perfect for each other. <laughs> and I mean, we all have said that, you guys. Like, come on. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, you know, 13 years later, I'm like, wait, you I know. are annoyed. Just leave me alone right now. <laughs> so funny. No, or, why do you do this? Yeah. I have hated it since day one. Why do you still do this? I know. It's so true. <laughs> but it's like you let the things get under your skin. You're done. You're not being considerate. Yeah. Yeah. You just are just saying it how it is. And we can all like think of examples through our marriages and or early on too, when you're dating, when it starts transitioning out of just this honeymoon stage, Mm -hmm. you just start really seeing the real stuff, the raw stuff. And it's like, oh, this is okay. We need to fix this. Or this is dumb. And so it says like the best thing to do when you're in this stage is really learn and take note of how to de-escalate conflict. So like recognize the stage that you're in for what it is and learn how to face things head on, but also make sure you're doing it with a lot of respect and fighting fair. Right. Like my mom always told me, don't ever attack anybody on their physical appearance or anything that they can't do anything about. And so just remember that when you are in those moods and you're going after them, just be nice about how you say it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think like communication is key in that because it's like even with the emotions and frustration or whatever's going on, just like hearing each other out, talking it through. And like you said, the conflict management and just being able to like manage and address it head on. Yeah, I love that. Okay, stage three is disillusionment. So her specific word says, this is the winter season of love, one that may feel like the end of the road for some couples. At this point, the power struggles in a relationship have come fully to the surface. The issues the couple have constantly shoved under the rug are now glaringly obvious. So I think this is where sometimes women, especially, we can get in our heads about, oh, what if, what if I would have made this decision or what Mm -hmm. if I would have gone down this road or what if I would have, you know what I mean? You can become very disillusioned with your life choices. And like, and I think this can really hit home for moms. When you're like knee deep in the diapers and you don't see another adult all day long and, you know, the days are long and you feel lonely and isolated and you really do just become disillusioned with life. And I feel like those stages can be so hard where you feel aggression or 
what is the word I'm looking for? Resentment. Resentment. Thank yes. you. I think, resentment. yeah, I think resentment can build up here, especially when you're not addressing it and you're just letting it fester and, and you're it, just yeah. growing apart. And it doesn't even have to be babies, but let's say your husband's career takes off and, you know, he's traveling or getting to have cool experiences and go out to nice dinners and restaurants and whatever. And you're home, keeping the home front going and Like there's some real honest feelings that can come up there and those are valid. But again, it's just like knowing that it's okay to have those feelings and like how to address them. Well, and I think it can even go as, I I mean, it might be exterior factors of like life and job and babies, but it could even be as simple as like a character flaw and something that like you can't ignore that and you need to address it because I don't know, maybe they tend to be really selfish with their time or maybe they tend to be a little critical or like, you know, to yeah. you or, or what, how you do things or this or that. or And I, I think sometimes those things continue to happen because no one addresses calls it. Calls them on it. Calls it on it. And yeah, and then it does fester and then you really do get hurt feelings right. about things and it, it's it kind of gets bigger than it needs to be. So I think also- you know, neither of us are perfect. And I know that I, Mm -hmm. I have like my mistakes and I wish I could tweak things and be better at it. But we've said it before. Our partner has seen us at our absolute worst. And they're probably the person that has seen the worst. Like they are, I mean, you're never Mm going to treat your friends or your parents or neighbors the way that you'll treat your spouse sometimes. Totally. So they know the like nitty gritty ugly of you. And so they love you through it, but there's also times to like address that we really can't keep blowing up like this. We really can't hurt each other like this. And another key thing that I have to say that she points out here is when you start being consumed with like the I, instead of thinking of it as we, like when you start being like, oh, they're so selfish and I deserve this and I need this and blah, blah, blah. Instead of like thinking as a we, I thought that was really insightful. And so this is the point where a lot of couples they either make a decision to stay committed and work on it. Well, and the next stage is decision. Yeah. And I think decision's like a little extreme it, a phrasing it, in the sense of that you do need to make a decision that you're going to fix this issue and forgive each other and move on or, you know, or not harbor, harbor things. bad feelings yeah. or we're going to work on this and be better about this. Or it is maybe as serious and as intense of like, are we still committed to each other? Is this marriage or relationship going to work? It is a decision breaking point time. I mean, I've never, thankfully, I've never had a point in my marriage where it's like actual, like we need to decide if this is going to work. But some of us might be nodding our heads like we've been there. We know those hard moments. Yeah. And maybe it's not even a decision about the actual relationship. Maybe it's a decision about how tasks are broken up in the relationship or something needs to change, right? Absolutely. The job needs to change. The hours spent doing this needs to change. Like there needs to be a decision made in the relationship to like change the path that you're on. Yeah. Essentially. I like that. Maybe it's not splitting up or staying together. I mean, she literally says, this is when you're at your breaking point. And like, I know this feeling all too well because I literally feel like I go through this cycle every three months where like I say my piece and then it like build, build, builds, 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 you know, and then I freak out again and I need time away from everybody and like all the things, you know, yours is a lot shorter. I tend to harbor things a lot more than you do. And we've talked about this multiple times. It's just my personality. But yeah, so I think the decision can be 
bigger or, or multiple things. Yeah, you know? it could be a, like you don't have to volunteer all the time. You don't need to do everything like take a week off from this or, you know, and what whatever. do you mean when you said like you harbor, like you hold it in longer yeah. and then you kind of blow up? Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard. And for I take me. on. I take on. I take on. I take on a lot. And then I just freak out. Yeah. 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 I know. And for me, it's hard for me to function when I feel out of whack. And if that's emotionally or like scheduling, however, so I am more you address it. I, yeah, I'm yeah. more quick to like, OK, I have to like talk about this. We need to fix this. I need to change this because yeah. this isn't working for me. I know and you're so, like my husband. Well, he, he's very much that way. I can compartmentalize it for a long time. Yes, I can take you those can. feelings and push them to the back of my brain and just keep moving and keep going. But like they they like work their way to the forward, come like that 90 day mark. Right, <laughs> right. Like crap's hitting the fan at that point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, next stage. And this is the fifth stage is the wholehearted love. Talk about what that is, Lauren. Duh. The wholehearted love is just kind of bringing it back together and not quite to the merge, but just knowing that you are really in this for the long haul. You're yeah. committed to each other and you just, it's like, you know, you kiss and make up almost. It's, yeah. it's knowing that you love each other and this is a commitment and you want to be happy and you want to be together yeah. and just having like renewing that commitment to each other and fixing it. Yeah. Knowing that it takes work to right. be in a relationship and that neither one of you is perfect and kind of recognizing that, hey, we both bring faults to the table, but we think we're each other's perfect match and we're going to do this. And this is also a time I love that she said that couples can play together. Right. And I thought that was sweet, sweet terms, because we do need to have fun. Like right. life should be fun. Right. And I literally think like even the smallest things like watching TV or, you know, going for a walk or just like enjoying each other, honestly. And yeah, she says having qualities of two wholehearted people like generosity, humor, flexibility, resilience good boundaries, self-care, and a life with meaning and purpose. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, isn't that the perfect relationship? Mm -hmm. But like coming back to the basics of knowing why you fell in love and that this is the person you want to be with. And, and the thing is, just even talking through those stages, I mean, that literally could happen in two days. All of those emotions <laughs> and all of those phases could happen in two days about something, you know, more trivial or stupid. Yeah, yeah. But then totally. it also can fester for two years. And yeah. then you get to that breaking point and you really have to decide, hey, okay, we are committed. We're going to finally fix these issues because I've been unhappy. Yeah. And like, this isn't fun anymore for me. And I want to be happy and love you again. And I want to forgive or get better or see past this or whatever the issue is. So it is like a very interesting I do think we all see these phases and it can be as quick as like in a day yeah. from an issue or they or can a fight, be overarching or it can be yes yeah. for years and a continual cycle every yeah. few years. So I think we have to kind of sum up this topic on this. She says couples are able to stay in the wholehearted love stage as long as they're able to continually sustain their own wholeness as individuals. So make self-care and self-growth continual goals. So she's essentially saying work on yourself and make sure you're filling your tank and like you're taking care of yourself, body, mind, spirit, all the things, be a good wholehearted individual. And that's going to give you the best shot at staying in that healthy wholehearted love as a couple. 
And I love that. Oh, of course. Because I mean, like we've said before, if you can't be your best self and like love yourself, like how are you expected to show up, show up for your partner, show up for your kids? Yeah. And I mean, it kind of just goes back to that basic of like, take care of yourself, the self-care we continually say here. And when mom be- ain't happy, <laughs> nobody's happy. Ain't that the truth? And you're just a better partner and spouse. Absolutely. Yeah, so totally. weigh in, you guys. Go to Instagram and tell us, do you think this is a quick moving cycle? Right. Or, or is a this, longer cycle? Yeah, a few years in the making. I know. Isn't that funny? We both yeah. like kind of Read it different. Yeah, read it differently. Yeah, but I totally see what you're saying. You know, yeah, Yeah, I know. It's it's interesting, but absolutely like- I moved through these all within a 24-hour period. (laughs) (laughs) And it says too, like the wholeheartedly, like enjoy that again, just like the merge, because you don't know the next obstacle, totally exterior factor. Like you said, lose a loved one, lost a job, like crazy things that happen day to day. So you never know what's around- You get on the the scale and you've gained three pounds (laughs) overnight. And you're and right back in disillusionment yes, exactly, right there. Exactly. Oh, so, denial, doubt, disillusion. Oh, yeah. All within oh, two minutes. I know. Right. Oh, my God. My gosh. All right. Well, no, we just thought that was a super interesting article. And yeah, I think it's just good reminders to check in on your relationship that this stuff is all normal, regardless of whatever stage, phase, whatever you're in. It's all normal. We've yeah. all been there and we're all moving through them continually. And I mean, <laughs> This is very interesting and very funny, but by far our most listened to episode. Oh God. By far. By far. Has been our recent like six month ago sex episode, you guys. And what is happening? What does that tell us? That, no, like four times the yes, listens we like normally shot have. up to so it was crazy. So many. So many listens on that episode. And I mean, we're so appreciative and we love that <laughs> feedback. But what does that tell us? We that, need more sex. I know that tells us that you guys really <laughs> hang on the relationship, marriage and sex talk. No, and, and, and we it's love a funny, that. Yeah, we do love that. Yeah. And we're by no mean, by no means experts. No, but. It's interesting. And I mean, it's so interesting that the sex is such an interesting hot. I mean, obviously it's a hot topic. Yeah. Um, I mean, and then we just try to navigate. Okay, well, where else do you go from there? Like, what else do you want to know? What else do you want to talk about? I don't know. Oh, there's so much more. There is so much more, but like how what much- will next Valentine's Day bring? I know it's it's like I'm our so annual kidding. Valentine's. That's when we'll go there, you guys. No. <laughs> I don't know, but on that yeah, note, I guess no, I if know. in the marriage realm, yeah. if there's more or juicy or interesting topics that we could yeah. address, let us yeah. know. Hey, we're an open book here. I guess we are. If we haven't shared it by now, like whatever. I do laugh at all the things that I have said here. I die. If you have listened to every episode, uh, you know way too much about me. Yeah. And I I, I probably shouldn't look anybody in the eye anymore. Do it's they just, or do they I th- Oh, I think they do. I yeah. think about the embarrassing moments I've oh. shared, my my disgraceful mother moments, oh, my stop. sex history. Like, oh my heck. Okay. <laughs> hey, you were in a good moment during that episode. <laughs> I, I know. Like that might haunt me. No, no, actually it doesn't. I own that. Fully, yeah, but I does. think back to that. I'm like, oh I my agree. gosh, what am I saying? Oh, Why am I saying it? it? No, you're good. You're so good. Um, okay, let's do our hit and miss. We're running out of time. Tell me what your hit was for the week. Well, my hit's actually today, which is so funny because it just kind of sprung on me and it was awesome. 
but my my husband took the kids camping tonight and I oh. did not I didn't even have the weeks to prepare for this joyful occasion oh. that I would be, you know, isn't that all, the truth? Almost on my own tonight. I do have my daughter Evelyn. It was kind of a boys thing, but um She's three, easy. three out of four. I, I'll take it. And you're it was, not gonna have your boys in the. Well, she might be in the bed with you tonight. I was yeah, she, say. she probably yeah, will want to sleep in my bed. Yeah. But that's okay. I'll that take it. Fine. She's a sweetheart, and it's like a major win. So, is that not so true? The anticipation of the night alone is almost just as good. Well, didn't you? Did you hear that on the Marco? That anticipation fact. No. That like, oh, I'm gonna butcher it now. But we were talking about like trips and telling your children about a trip or like springing oh, it on them and surprising them. Pack so your bag. About this. Let's go somewhere. But no, like chemically in your brain, like you, you have more enjoyment and joy on it, on it, an experience when you have like X amount of time to anticipate it. Mm. It builds up like, again, all those like chemicals, like a fact, oh. like a scientific fact that anticipation creates a more exciting, fun experience. I can so, see that. And, and I do too. Like, and I was, it was like someone saying about Disneyland, like I might just pick up my kids from school and go to Disneyland or should we like plan it and surprise? Yeah, Lauren and, and- is the worst, you guys. Like if we're doing anything fun, she's telling her kids and I'm so opposite. What, you want to surprise them? Yeah. Well, no, it's not that I want to surprise them. I want to prevent if the plans fall through. I don't want to deal with the, the oh, but fallout. How, well, okay. Other than last no, year. No, I'm just like But a, they don't like fall through. I'm a doomsdayer. I don't know. I'm always thinking of the worst case scenario. Oh, see, I love a countdown lit chart. I love us watching the YouTubes of where oh, we're going. Yeah. She's all I in. love talking about it. The countdown's yeah. on. So you earn need, your money. Yeah. Earn some dollars to spend. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's okay. Not anyways. Okay. Well, I had a big hit. My hit of the week is that my baby, my Luke, he's in a big boy bed. Oh my gosh. I know that is. It huge. only took me four years. Yeah. He's four, you guys. Four. <laughs> but he, he loved his tent so much. He you guys, did. you know, that tent you've his seen it on Instagram tent. a few times, no, but Lauren, I took down our family crib this week. It's is, in my garage. That is so crazy. And it's never getting put back together in this house again. I said that. That's kind it's of really weird. Yeah. It's the one we bought with Kate and it lasted me the whole way through my babies. Mm-hmm. And it was a moment for me, like taking it apart and like I made his bed and did the whole thing. And yeah, it was like, wow, I, I feel like. I've already said this. I do feel like I'm already in another phase of parenting because we're out of diapers. We're out of the stroller. We're out of the stuff. But this like really cemented that chapter of like, okay, I'm done with the baby stage. We're done. Yeah. And it was like a hit, but also a a sadness too of like, wow. But then also wonderful. Like, awesome. He can like just now get up with his brother and sister and go watch cartoons and like do their thing on Saturday morning, you know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It oh, was a that's, big, that's big, big yeah. step. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to be mindful about it all and like soak it up a little and like we're having fun. And the sweetest part, Lauren, oh my gosh. So we got Betty's. I don't know if you guys know what Betty's are, but they're pretty awesome. I got him a Betty's bed thing where it's like a sleeping bag on their bed, essentially. But he finally got it put on last night and we're all in there on his bed as he's tucked in, you know, for the first oh. night in his big bed. Oh, 
And Lauren, he literally went around to all four of us and gave us hugs and said, I love you. Oh, love you to Landon, Kate, mom and dad. And I about died. He was just so happy, like to be in his big boy bed. Oh, that is so sweet. Such a lover. I love it. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Okay, not to be a downer. <laughs> no, that's hard. The hard one to follow. Um, my miss is like all three of my children are like failing spelling. Failing. No, they're not. And I feel like I'm I'm the one that's failing them because yeah. let's be real, spelling's just like a memorization thing yeah. and it takes practice and that falls on mom. Uh, and okay, you guys, I'll just blame it on baseball because baseball's <laughs> ruined my life the last few weeks. No, it's like really fun and they enjoy it, but it has consumed every evening and we have had no time, no time at all no. to do our spelling practice. Oh, I so know. So all the children are literally failing their spelling oh, tests. no. Like week after week. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Are and they then, hard words though? Oh, they are. They Your are hard. hard. They are hard words. But I'm just like, dang it. Oh my gosh. And part of me is just like, okay, you know whatever. What? We're just winging it right now. Well, and you know what? Like this whole year, it's like a wash. Whatever. I know. I know. Like whatever. I guess I'll just Start tell myself that. Start fresh in the fall. I know. I know. Right? Right. Okay. I'm going to wrap this up. My miss is totally stupid because I couldn't think of one, but it's, it's kind of true. It's like a life miss. I like legit can't remember the last time I shaved and I'm, I'm not trying to be shocking or weird about that, but like my legs are next level. Okay. Right so now. it's like two weeks or you like legit don't remember. No, I literally don't remember <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It's just bad, but I don't have a lot of hair. Do you have a lot of hair on your legs? I think I've told this on have you? a podcast We've before. had this talk. No, it's like from like right below my knees on oh, down. Yes, my yes, hair yes. grows really spiky and black. And I think it's because truly in high school, I lived in like capris and I swear I just would shave up to like the capri length. That's I just really quick shave all the time. And I swear, I don't know, like it because to my knee and higher, even on my knee, it's just very blonde and fa- fair hair. Yeah, oh my but my like mid calf down is like black spiky hair. So I have to stay on that. I, I, like I said, I lived in the Capri days, you know, I think that's why. Oh man. So I have to be on it. I'm going to do it right now. Okay. You guys, well this week when this episode comes out, we are heading to Florida. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's right. And I'm so ready. So ready. I'm so excited. We're going to Florida. We're going to be sharing our trip there. So make sure you're following us on Instagram at the mom boys podcast. We're going to share a lot of behind the scenes of Universal Studios and traveling with the kids at the airport, probably, and hotels. We're just going to, we're, the mom voice is going on vacation, guys. Mom voice takes Florida. <laughs> but, you know, we will share a yeah, lot and we'll we probably share even more when we get back to, we'll try to, you know, we'll try to balance out like showing yeah. up and delivering but also just being present, present. with our kids and, yeah totally. and so we'll be just documenting a lot and we'll be coming at you for probably the next two weeks We're honestly so excited yeah though. we are so pumped and the kids are too yeah. so it's gonna be a dream i know so thanks for being here we're so excited and yeah we will be back next monday you have anything else lauren that will do it that'll do it okay guys have an awesome week and we will talk to you soon all right take care of each other All right. Bye-bye.
But first, we want to tell you about the Pogo Pass. Now that we're post-COVID and we're ready to get out and make memories and experiences with our family, you definitely need to check out the Pogo Pass. You can use this pass for great pricing to games, museums, activities throughout your city. We love ours and used it so much before COVID. Here in the Valley, the Pogo Pass gets you admission to the Sunsplash Water Park, and that pays for the pass right there. To purchase, go to pogopass.com and use our code, the mom voice for $10 off at checkout. This is a great bang for your buck and you'll make memories with your kids. 